0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Fallible Management Podcast. Today, something classical popper. Uh, What is science? Why do we get it wrong? And what is the impact on other knowledge? Uh, Knowledge that is not scientific knowledge. There are actually links between scientific knowledge and other knowledge. Uh, If we get the right conception of uh, what scientific knowledge is, we can derive some not all conclusions about knowledge in other domains but first science there are two main conceptions about what science is one is popper's conception and the other one i'll call the classical conception Uh, it's the one most people believe even practicing uh, scientists uh, which is kind of weird Uh, but it's a subtle question so it's it's not so surprising that uh, people can have Uh, very different conceptions about what science is and so we have to ask ourselves the question Uh, what scientific knowledge is i mean the thing you read in your science textbooks uh, the things that get published in scientific papers so actually the product of of scientists Um, so we're not talking here about what scientists are that would be uh, sociology that would be going into kind of um, personality traits of some of the scientists that you have seen on tv or some of them you know and you can think uh about uh, character uh, traits of them like like being introvert or being somewhat even dogmatic or authoritarian in their personal style Uh, but none of that is relevant to the question of what is science and what is scientific knowledge you have to imagine uh, the question um, independent from, you know, the persons you, who you imagine uh, performing the job of uh, scientists. It's about scientific knowledge and how does it work, scientific knowledge? I mean, how do we create it? Um, how do we improve it? Uh, what, what, what can we say about the truth value of that scientific knowledge? All those kind of questions are the ones uh, that deal with the overall question, what is scientific knowledge? How does it work? And uh, as I said, it has nothing to do with the sociology, sociological question of uh, how do scientists behave? What kind of persons are those people, etc.? Scientific knowledge... Um, and how it works basically has two, roughly two theories. First, let me explain the, the classical theory. It goes as follows Our scientific knowledge is actually the body of knowledge that is derived from observations. So, this conception starts out from the idea that. Um, To do science, we first start by making observations, doing experimentations, uh, looking out into the world and and collecting our observations. And then the second step is to derive from those observations uh, knowledge, general laws, uh, universal laws. So, for example, observing uh, ten white swans uh, may uh, lead you to derive the universal claim that all swans are white. And that is the classical conception. So, the knowledge is created by deriving universal laws from singular observations or a set of singular observations and justifying or kind of proving the validity of that knowledge by every subsequent experiment or extra uh, observation. So This is the conception where science is about deriving knowledge from observations and trying to prove that your knowledge is correct by doing more observations and using those observations as a kind of proof that your scientific knowledge is correct. That's conception one. Conception two is Popper's conception, so Popper's uh, philosophy of science, which is actually completely different uh, in terms of method. Popper's method says that, well, actually we start always from prior knowledge, from uh, theories that we have about the world and we're trying to improve those theories. Um, We're trying to seek contradictions with, for example, observations or contradictions with other theories things that do not make sense at the level of uh, how these theories actually interact with each other and whether or not they are consistent or conflicting. We're doing experiments in Popper's method actually to reveal uh, contradictions with uh, experiments so um, or, or falsehoods. And so our scientific knowledge grows under the Popperian uh, conception, in um, the following way, namely that we guess or we make guesses and we're testing our guesses to discover where they are wrong. We're trying to seek errors um, in uh, errors of consistency with other theories or errors of uh, consistency with observational statements from experiments. And when we find those errors, we have a problem or a new problem to solve and we're guessing solutions that um, get rid of those contradictions and that uh, allow to make predictions that are in subsequent tests in line with uh, the experimental results. So science proceeds by what Popper calls conjecture and refutation. Conjecture is a guess. Um, that we have a guess to solve a certain problem, a certain conflict between things that we conceived uh, about reality before guessing an improvement. And then we're testing that guess or that improvement um, by experiment or we criticize it. We criticize it by um, seeking errors uh, that are, for example, inconsistencies with other knowledge. uh, and when whenever you have an inconsistency, you can say that um, either one of the two uh, pieces of knowledge is um, erroneous or both because they can't be correct uh, both at at the same time. Um, that's realism, or that's the implication of realism. so the the one of the counterintuitive things in in Popper's conception is that scientists actually, actively are trying to find errors in their theories so they can correct them and so the knowledge can advance or the knowledge can grow Uh, so it's a method which is based um, or which explains the growth of knowledge by you know making guesses and correcting those guesses well, first criticizing them, so through experiments or argumentation, and then correcting them by trying to remove the conflicts that you have discovered, either uh, through experiment or through uh, c- critical argument. So a experiment in, in the Popperian conception, an experiment, a scientific experiment, can never... Uh, generate extra knowledge because either uh, your test uh, confirms or your experiment confirms the prediction of your theory and then you haven't learned anything because the prediction was already there and it came from a theory you had already um, developed so you're not learning anything new with every successful experiment and then an experiment that is not successful, one where the experimental result contradicts the prediction of your theory Uh, is also not something uh, which you learn from because your theory becomes problematic uh, or even refuted, which means that you you actually have to uh, start all over again and and improve your theory, so this conflict uh, doesn't happen in the next experimental test. But an experimental test um, is actually to try to falsify your knowledge as opposed to confirm or prove or justify your scientific theory. And so, yes, these scientists uh, that do not agree with Popper, they actually do uh, from a superficial level. They, they seem to be doing the same thing. They're doing experiments, but their conclusion uh, of experiments uh, is, is often not the right one. They, they, they say things like, our experiments prove that, or our data suggests that. So they're trying to justify or prove their theory using experiments uh or observations where whereas that is uh, impossible i mean any any observation can refute the whole theory so whatever uh confirming instances or confirming experiments you have your next one can completely refute the theory so you're doing experiments actually to try to discover falsehoods and it's only through those falsehoods that you have a reason and an opportunity to correct it and hence grow scientific knowledge. There's also an important point about the type of content a scientific theory is. I mean, a theory is an explanation. It explains how reality works. It uh, explains what we observe in terms of things we don't observe uh, and how they link to each other. A scientific theory is not about... Uh, some kind of instrument that can only give you predictions, but that doesn't tell you how those predictions come about. Um, Scientific theories are also not collections of observation statements. That's also one of the problems of the inductive approach um, is the false idea that accumulating experiences or observations allow you to derive theories. I mean, there's, there's no information about... Um, an explanation about the world in observations. I mean, observations are singular basic statements that do not tell you anything about causes or about uh, interactions that lead to those observations, whereas our theories are exactly that. Our theories explain how observations come about through things that we don't see, through causes uh, and how those causes work um, and how those causes are caused often. Um, to to bring about those observations. So you can look as long as you want at uh, the world and and observe as much things as you want. Those things will never contain the information to develop or to derive an explanation. And and yet explanations are the thing that we uh, are guessing. I mean, whenever we have an idea that's essentially an explanation, it says something about the world, how the world works, of course uh, guessing uh, never never being sure but it is at least a statement about something in the world how it works that way what um, was it that made it come about uh, and why uh, also why you know that particular Uh, chain of causes uh, instead of some 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 potential other that's an explanation that's what we guess that's what comes out of our mind we don't exactly understand yet how our mind is capable of generating uh explanations but we can at least refute the theory that those uh, explanations can come about by some uh, kind of derivation from singular basic statements that only contain information of observations, but not uh, about anything more, let alone about the causes um, or the how of those uh, processes that bring about those uh, observations. So um, that's what Popper says. Science are explanations. They can't be derived from singular basic observation statements. We're doing experiments to basically falsify our explanations so we can improve them, so we can find falsehoods in them. We're also critically arguing against our scientific explanations to discover other types of errors that we can not discover through experiments for example or where the experiments would take too much effort to discover them again to uh, try to correct them and that's the process of correcting Uh, errors and growing our scientific knowledge. There is no mechanical method for science, um, as Popper famously argued. Um, The classical conception has this mechanical method where you start from observation and then there's a mechanical derivation from the observations to the theory or the scientific knowledge that none of that all is possible. As I explained, there cannot be a mechanical derivation from a single observational statement into a full fledged explanation. It is explanation it's the other way around. We're guessing the explanation and we're improving it through criticisms. Um, And and yet, yeah, um, it's a minority view. Whereas we can perfectly well refute the other view, um, it still has most of the adherence. People think that there is a scientific method, that that is the reason why sciences are called hard uh, sciences, because we can prove things, we can find security, we can find reliable foundations upon which we can build uh, ever more stuff. Well, you know, the reality is that all our scientific knowledge are guesses. They're open for improvement, um, infinitely uh, open to improvement. Um, There are no foundations. We are in the business of discovering ever more falsehoods in our knowledge and uh, correct or try, attempt to correct those falsehoods. And uh, law and behold, that and only that has given us this uh, magnificently broad repertoire already of guesses that must contain uh, truth because um, you know planes don't fall out of the air. Um, so whatever we uh, have used as scientific knowledge to develop the technology, for example, for airplanes, they ha- must contain uh, truth. And uh, therefore, must um, you know, be uh, capable of solving uh, the problem of how to keep a, uh, in that case, a large object uh, flying in the air. So we do hit upon truths and we uh, do um, you know, develop more truths. We can never actually know and be certain of where the truths are. Um, and we need to focus on discover, fo- discovering falsehoods and correcting falsehoods. But that's how scientific knowledge progresses. That's what allows it to grow, uh, in theory, uh, infinitely uh, broad and infinitely long. Um, and it's certainly not uh, by trying to prove that our existing knowledge is already correct, and that's actually putting a break on uh, the growth of knowledge, um, and that is, yeah, uh, even the let's say the the end of science, if you want, or the end of the growth of science. Popper did all that thinking for us. Um, He wasn't rewarded for it. Uh, People don't like this idea that it's about seeking error as opposed to seeking certainty or proving that you are correct. Uh, That may be some kind of weird human twist um, that we just don't like it. I mean, but whether or not people like how science is done is independent from the objective way that uh, science is done and the objective way that uh, scientific knowledge grows. Now, all of that introduction, uh, quite long uh, introduction uh, about scientific knowledge, just to say and to conclude that essentially in all other domains uh, other than science, uh, the same logic applies. I mean, we're also trying to explain reality in politics, in sociology, in economics. Um, in 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 any of those uh, kinds of feel, even morality, aesthetics, we're trying, or or we're coming up. We're not even trying. We're coming up with explanations of, for example, how to make things beautiful, how to make make things effective. I mean, how to organize a society, etc., uh, etc. Et those are the problems we start from, and we're guessing explanations for how to solve those problems. And those explanations are always incomplete. Uh, Often they're they're very lousy, ineffective, naive. Um, But improvement also there, as with science, is in the correction of errors, in the criticism, in the detection of errors, uh, in the detection of uh, where those knowledge or where that knowledge is not capable of solving a problem, where, for example, the expectations that we have uh, for what the knowledge will bring doesn't, Meet with the reality of you know what uh, a certain what a certain outcome is of a, of a sociological or a political uh, piece of knowledge, um, and that's an error again uh, because our theory or our explanation predicted that society, for example, would 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 advance in in such a particular way, whereas reality shows that society has advanced in another direction or in another way, and that's a conflict between the prediction of our sociological or political theory versus the reality or the observation of uh, the world uh, as it is. And we can, again, as in science, correct that error, improve our theories so the predictions actually come closer and closer to the reality. Uh, and whether that is about a physical system that we're trying to explain, uh, like we do in science, or a political or a moral system that we're tr- with which we're trying to explain um, outcomes of sociological realities or moral realities, it doesn't actually matter. I mean, the knowledge is there to solve a problem um, and the knowledge can only grow and improve by the correction of errors and therefore we have to criticize uh, the knowledge do experiments have critical arguments to detect where our knowledge is false uh, just to be able to be in a position to try to correct and improve that um, piece of knowledge so that is what i wanted to share um, today about what science is how science works and um, what kind of reach uh, that we can give to that uh, insight, if we're following Popper's uh, theory or Popper's epistemology, what kind of reach uh, this theory has uh, and and, and how it leads us into areas of knowledge that are actually not science anymore, but which follow the same dynamic that uh, good knowledge follows, Um, namely that it is about explanations that we're guessing how reality works uh, and why, uh, and then trying to discover uh, falsehoods in, that, in those explanations through tests, predictions uh, or critical argument and be in a position to uh, guess again and correct those uh, errors and go on from there, uh, possibly uh, to the, into the infinite. Um. And so, whether that is about a physical system and we call it or label it science, or whether it is about a political system, a sociological system, an individual person, um, any any kind of physical system, physical transformation uh, is capable of being explained and infinitely uh, corrected by us. Um, regardless of whether we label it as science or any other activity. It's about how knowledge uh, behaves, how knowledge grows or can grow, um, and what to do about it. Thanks, as always, and hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye.